I can't find anything that I'm supposed to find today. How y'all doing? I'm Ta- I'm Danielle. I'm like I'm Tasha. <laughs> I'm Danielle, the little sister. It is definitely has it has definitely been a Monday, guys. So <laughs> we're gonna push through. Um, Tasha. I can't hear you for some reason. No, girl. Can you hear me now? Yes. I turned my mic off. I didn't know that was an option. Yes, it's that button up top. It's green, and if you push it to red, it becomes, it goes off. <laughs> so it mutes it. I guess so. I didn't really know that that's what happens. But yeah. Yeah. So um, while people that. come in, tell us how was your weekend? Mm-hmm. Um. Oh, I rode the Pelo Fondo this weekend, um, which is super important to my Peloton members. That is when you kind of like a bike marathon, but you don't really go anywhere. So I know that sounds kind of silly, but that's kind of how we roll. So I decided to ride 62 miles. Um, so I ended with 62. And I will be completely transparent. I started off that I was supposed to. What's wrong? That's a lot. That's a lot of miles. My computer muted me. Oh. Yeah, just muted me. I was trying to like back out this noise in my house. It doesn't look like I'm going to be able to. But yeah, I was supposed to ride 120 um, miles and I decided against it. Um, I kind of decided that the body was not ready for that type of torture and I decided to go with 62 instead. So I rode 62 miles in three hours and 50 minutes. That's still phenomenal. Yeah, it's okay. Thank you. I appreciate it though. I really do. Yeah, yeah, do you hear the people upstairs? Huh? Did you hear the people upstairs? Yeah, girl. Don't worry about it. They're part of the show. I'm ready for you. <laughs> what else you got? What did you do? How was your weekend? Um, This weekend, I actually went to go look for a dress for a wedding that I'm going to. Um, and... Um, it's a Nigerian wedding, so I'm pretty excited about that. Um, my friend was actually just going to wear something from Macy's. I was actually trying to go, you know, full out. 
because you just never know. I mean, how many chances do you get to go to a Nigerian wedding? So I was trying to really have the full experience. So I have my dress now. Um, and then I also went out and went to Bar Vegan, which is actually Pinky, the girl who owns, the lady who owns Slutty Vegan. She has a vegan bar okay. um, nice. in Pond City Market for anyone who comes to Atlanta or is in Atlanta. You can go to Pond City Market and go to Bar Vegan. It's a very nice vibe. Um, and there is a really nice uh, bartender there named Raymond. And um, Raymond makes great drinks. Um, I had multiple drinks that night. So it was great. Shout out to Raymond. Yes. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. So yeah, so we're gonna switch things up a bit tonight. Um, usually we have hot topics. Oh, about the Nigerian wedding. You she your friend, she has to wear something similar to what you're wearing. I mean, I can't get her on the same page. I'm really trying. I'm gonna text. I haven't well, talked to her. Because that's not gonna be that's not gonna look right. It's gonna be Yeah, like, maybe she can go to the store. Talk about it. Yeah. That's I like just a really don't nice know. Thing. Then someone's gonna be like, "Well, why is she your plus? Why are you her plus one?" I know because I'm gonna be looking like you're gonna look like an part of the family. Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna be looking like I'm an African queen, and then on her eyes, she's because gonna be looking are. like an American cheeseburger. Oh, you know what I'm saying? I'm gonna be looking like <laughs> straight from the motherland. <laughs> she's gonna look like I brought an American cheeseburger with me. I'm not for that. <laughs> so, um. Yes, um, I'm excited about that. It's okay. Puppy is being featured on the podcast. She, she, the dog is not a puppy, guys. I just call him Puppy. He has a name, and it's Jesus. Okay, you have to understand that my studio is actually a living your room. Home. Yes, so yes. because it's a living room, there's a lot of things going on in here. So. One can only hope. So I'm going to try to mute myself as uh, we continue on with this with this production. Okay. Okay. So did you look at the new agenda that I sent out? Yes, I did. Oh, good. Usually you don't read my emails. So. Mm -hmm. We have a new agenda. The next step we're having our, our guests come up. Would you, I don't know if she's prepared. Um, she's in the back I see it, but her video is enough. Okay, there she is. <laughs> Girl, she was ready. I knew she was ready. She just wanted to make a grand. Yeah, I just wanted to make sure someone was there, girl. I was like, I don't know. She might be, she might be in the kitchen or, you know, <laughs> like Marquita keeps popping in and out because she might be right. dropping her hair and water. You know how she has like these hair days and she yeah her hair and water and all this sort of crap. You know how she do. So I didn't mean crap. We love her hair. We love her hair. So we do have a special guest today. Um, our special guest is going to be Kelly. Did you read up on Kelly a little bit, or do you need? I don't have that information. Sorry. What? Let no. This is this. Let me tell you how this happens. This happens because my sister doesn't read my emails. How are you, my sister and my best friend, but you don't read my emails? And I put thought into my talking all day long. I don't have time. <sighs> okay, so I'm going to do Kelly's introduction. Great. I think that's great. You do great intros. <laughs> Thanks. I appreciate it. Okay, so we are introducing Kelly. She is the founder of founder and CEO of 
Play Like a Girl Apparel. I love that name. Me too. Um, yeah, I wish I, I know we had some time, but I, w- I was on the website and I was about to buy stuff and I was like, oh, it would have been perfect if I had like Play Like a Girl, like I was wearing it. Yeah. Next time. Next, Next time. time. We'll still buy something and then we can. Yeah. You know, I love the support. Um, she has 10 plus years in the professional. And I am reading this, y'all, because I want it to be right. So there's no harm yes, in your reciting. I am. Okay. Thank You're you. doing great. Kelly, thank you, girl. Kelly has 10 plus years in the professional sports industry. She formerly worked at the MetLife Stadium as a manager for special events and service and then moved on to working at the Star, um, which is the Dallas Cowboys World Headquarters as the special event sales manager. So she has done a lot. Um, I know. I need to ask her, is, are they hiring? You know, I'm always looking for a job. Is somebody hiring? You would think you don't have a job. And you have a good job. It's the weirdest thing ever. Don't tell everybody that. Somebody, okay. Yes, you could be. I'm not gonna tell you where you work at, but because you know, I know it's top secret. But you could <laughs> be like, "What? I work at Magic City, y'all." Okay. No, you don't. Here you go with those lies. But anyway, back to Kelly. We completely just bombarded All her right. bio. Um, during her tenure with the Cowboys, she decided to design apparel for women working in sports. So that's kind of where. We're, Play Like a Girl came from, and it's every woman in sports dream come true. She developed Play Like a Girl apparel with one goal in mind, to help women show off their voice in sports entertainment, which I thought she was a perfect fit for the show because we kind of created this space of wellness for us to just be expressive and talk about whatever we want to do when we want to do it. So that's why Kelly is about to come all the way through. So I'm going to bring Kelly in just for everyone who's watching, our regular watchers, we're going to do special guests, hot topics, and then our main topic. Um, so for everyone to know, things are a little different today. But that's okay. That's okay. Change is good. Come on, Kelly. We're bringing you in. Hey, girl. Hi. We are good. How are you? Thank you for joining us. I'm good. I just want you to know that American cheeseburger comment had me in here crying. <laughs> Because that's something I would say. So, I would sympathize with you. Yes, I mean, Kelly, I was like, she's like, do you want to go to this Nigerian wedding with me? And I'm like, yes, Nigeria. So I'm thinking like, then she tells me like, we can go to Macy's or Nordstrom, like off the rack. And I was like, I'm, maybe, I'm, maybe I'm not fit for this. I'm not really trying to go. I'm not going to go all the Yes. Well, see, the girl tried to hook me up with something, and then I was looking real auntie-ish, like sixty-five, and I'm somebody's auntie, several little people's auntie, but I'm like trying to go for a hip auntie, so I got a little a dress that goes off the shoulder, show them off my little chubby arms and my little leg. Yes, we love it. And so I was like, maybe like a hair wrap, not like this wrapped up, but uh, there's a hair wrap. Like a dramatic one. Yeah, like crown your glory, Instagram. Go all the way out. Yeah, but not that headpiece she was trying to give me, Kelly. I was like, "Mm -hmm, girl, that ain't it. Well, we please contact your friend and let her know that now the American cheeseburger is not the option. So we're gonna text her today. <laughs> Just send her the clip on YouTube. Just yeah. <laughs> Look at this. 
She Look, like, watch, watch it, watch it, and, and call me back. <laughs> Listen, y'all, her name is Emma, but she's half African. Oh, oh, she got an American cheeseburger name, but she African. I'm like, come on, Emma, girl, we got to do better. <laughs> oh my god! <sighs> well, welcome to Or Not Podcast. This is how we do. <laughs> This is it. I love it. This is it. So for all the people that are watching that don't know, tell us a little bit about yourself. Tell us where Play Like a Girl started and what motivated you. Tell us. Are you going to ask all the questions? Well, that's fine. Ask all well, the questions. Can, no, I think you got more, girl. No, that's it. That's, those were all my good questions. Go ahead, Kelly. Uh, <laughs> a little bit about yourself. Y'all remind me so much of me and my sister. I love it. Oh, <laughs> So, it's real. This is real life. I know. <laughs> so I am, I've been in Dallas for about two years now. Um, I actually just recently moved from the Cowboys over to baseball. So I'm in baseball now. So it's a lot different than football. Um, but I love it. It's, it's definitely a different brand of sports. Because baseball fans, you think football fans are wild. Ooh, baseball ones are different. <laughs> they love this sport. But I can appreciate that. Um, so I've been in Dallas for about two years now, originally from New York City. So for me, being from a big city, moving to another big city, but it's a little different, you know, you got to find ways to make yourself be known, hopefully in a good way. Um, some people rather be known in a bad way. I'm not one of those people. I ain't got too many people down here. Um, so for me, it was going out, you know, networking, and then realizing women in the industry, especially down here in Texas, we didn't really have a voice or at least something to show that we had a voice. So I remember going online one day and I can't remember the name of the website, but I just saw every career. I saw a nurse, I saw a social worker, therapist, teacher. And I was like, well, dang, we, we redheaded stepchildren? Like I really felt the way, <laughs> like I was upset. So I was like, um, okay. I didn't necessarily want to start a line. My cousin actually works in textiles. So I just want her to make me a t-shirt. <laughs> I was like, you just make me a woman in sports t-shirt. I'm lazy. I don't, I don't want to do it myself. She was just like, no, I'm going to teach you how to do it yourself so you can start your own brand. And I was like, well, that's not really my ministry right now. She's like, you think it's not your ministry. She said, but if you asking for it, you know how many others are asking for it? I said, okay. So she told me what to do. And I was still very apprehensive. I sat on Play Like a Girl Apparel for five months. Like, just sat with it and was like, do I really want to do this? And so I like, let me jump in really quick. What made you um, apprehensive by it? Were you just afraid of failure or you were afraid that it was going to do really well and you weren't going to be prepared? Like, what was it? It was one of those, I don't know what the hell I'm doing. <laughs> I was like, I don't sell clothes. Like I work in sports, specifically in events. Like you call me and say you get married. I got you. Yeah. I, don't, I don't do clothes. I shop, love shop, but to market and brand and sell clothes. I was like, I don't know if this is going to work. So I really had to have a very transparent conversation with God. I had to sit, I had to pray. I didn't even know what I was going to name it at the time. And then I just randomly heard play like a girl. And I was like, is that what we're going to call it? That, that's what it is? <laughs> and I just ran with it. And one of the first things I did, I just made a t-shirt that said woman in sports. 
Very simple, very plain. I happened to be out in the mall with it on and four women stopped me. And they were like, where did you get your hoodie? And I was just like, oh, I like it. Wait a minute. Oh, and I was like, well, I made it. And they were like, well, do you have a website? Like, I, I want to order. So I was like, I don't. But if you give me your email information when it launches, I'll send it to you. And that was really my sign of, okay, you really need to do this because you just randomly went to the mall to go to Sephora and four women stopped you. Girl, go ahead. This is clearly your ministry. So I sat down. I came up with a bunch of little phrases. Like, y'all been on my site, so some of my phrases are very comical. Some of them are very sarcastic. Um, <laughs> that's just who I am as a person. I love it. <laughs> mm -hmm. So I sat down and I was going through different colors and I had to learn how to design stuff, which I'm still a work in progress with that. So thankfully, all of my customers like simplicity. It's <laughs> a bit more complicated than what it is. <laughs> and I sat down and I remember I just, I was so afraid to launch. And I was like, you got to just do it. So I just launched, yeah. I launched it in January of last year. I was like, if I get one sale, I'm good. And somebody saw it and they liked it and they were happy. Even if it was my mama, I had one sale. <laughs> I had on my first day, I had five sales and I cried every time I got the alert. <laughs> because I was like, y'all really like it? Like y'all are yeah, excited. It's just grown so much. Like it's crazy to think I launched in the very beginning of a pandemic before you began and that I'm still able to grow and it's still growing. And I'm getting so many people asking for different stuff. And I'm like, oh, y'all really like me. Because this little cup here, I ain't never think I was going to have none of these. It was going to be t-shirts and hoodies, but everyone was like, we want to love. Oh. Okay. Yes. That was really long. I'm sorry. No, you're good. No, all of it was good. We're tuned in. I think that um, doing it in the beginning of the pandemic is is also great because people needed something. So they needed some something to believe in, something to drive them. And us as women, we just have so much going on. You know, yeah. we're everything to everybody. And then like you said, you know, we're kind of forgotten in certain industries. So here we are where you're like putting it on our chest, like like an S on the chest type thing, you know? Mm -hmm. It's like women in sports, we're here. So I think it's really, really dope. I'm so for all of it. Mm -hmm. You're welcome. It's, it's my little thing. And I think I love the most that I get a lot of men who buy stuff. Hmm. Oh, see, I'll support us all of a sudden. Another conversation for another day. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, okay. Danielle, do you have something for Kelly? Um, I just, well, I have like a comment. Um, first, I wanted to be like, I wanted to say that even for myself, I didn't notice how many women were actually in like the sports industry and like how we fit in besides playing like WNBA or soccer. Um, and so I think that it's important for not only just girls, but especially for me, I feel like like young black girls to see someone who's like making moves and going from one sport to another and still being successful. Um, so I think that that's super important. And I, my question is um, in regards to just that in general, do you think there are like challenges that women in sports face that men typically don't? And um, not just in regards to a pay gap, because I know there's probably one of those <laughs> because that's across the board, but is there any other challenges you think that women face 
um, as profession professionals in the sports industry. So outside of the, the pay gap, because it is alive and well, um, there is very much a stigma for women in the industry. If you are strong-minded and you say whatever it is you want to say, you're emotional, you're bitter, you're every word you can think of that's negative. Whereas with your male counterpart, if they're really into it and they're emotional, they're seen as passionate. Mm-hmm. We the same grace, especially black women, because Lord have mercy, you raise your voice. You are a word I will not say on camera. <laughs> so it's very much a, you struggle with trying to shrink yourself. And then you also struggle with, well, no, I don't want to do that. Like I got hired to do a job. Give me the same respect and courtesy that you would give my male counterpart. I don't care what they look like, black, white, Asian, Hispanic, give me that same respect. So I've gotten to a point in my career, and I think what's helped me get to this point a lot quicker than most women is, with the exception of the position that I'm in now, every person or direct supervisor I've had, they've been women. Really? They've been women. That's amazing. I'm looking at them physically. And my previous boss with the Cowboys was a black woman. I mean, super black, like African. Really? It was like, I'm seeing all these women in power handle business the way it's supposed to be done. And they do not care if they're seen as bitter, emotional, whatever, because they get the job done. And that was honestly all I needed to see. I've had, every woman in this industry has had encounters where they assume you're a cheerleader. You're dating one of the athletes. Um, you're here because you're a secretary. You're related to someone in the industry. Instead of saying, well, what are your credentials? Where did you go to school? Where have you interned, worked, wherever? Whereas with men, they're asking that immediately. I remember the first time I was asked if I was dating a player because I was carrying a certain designer bag. And I was like, I, I, I can't have nice things. <laughs> Somebody had to, a man had to buy this for me. Right. And it's almost like you become so accustomed to it that it rolls off your back, but you shouldn't have to let it roll. So we deal with a lot of power struggles with dumbing ourselves down or not being seen as emotional. And I think the older you get in this industry or the longer you work in it, you literally can tell people they can choke. (laughs) I, I don't have time. I'm here to do a job. Whether you take it personal or not is on you because to me it's business. It's never personal. Until you make it personal. Yeah. Which happens more often than you think. But again, that's why you have HR. (laughs) 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 You have HR. There will be times, like, you know, as we as Black women, our hair changes all the time. My hair could be blonde today and it will be brown tomorrow. We'll probably throw them off. And that's okay. They're supposed to be able to deal with those changes. Now, if you touch my hair, don't pet me. I am not a dog. Um, <laughs> that is that. That's things that women go through. A lot of women are afraid to wear their natural hair in this industry because it's seen as unprofessional. Y'all gonna get this Afro puff I feel like it. <laughs> yeah, that's a real thing. It's all around. Like it's every industry, but specific for some reason, I don't understand why it is in sports. And I'm like, well, do y'all see the way these players be walking around? I think that looked kind of okay. <laughs> you pick and choose your battles, but if you make your presence known immediately and let them know what you won't tolerate, the masses won't try you. 
Right. And then you show them better than you can tell them. But it just helps you grow. Like you will learn quickly in this industry how to maneuver and how not to take, take things personally. At least I have. Yeah, you're right. I had some internet issues. I'm sure you guys saw that. Um, yeah, I don't have an excuse for it. It is what it is. <laughs> You know, things happen. So, you know, here we are. Um, I'm, what was I going to say? What inspires you the most? My last question. What inspires you the most? What pushes you the most? So, like y'all mentioned, y'all have a bunch of little nieces and nephews. I do too. I have more nieces. I only have two nephews. Everybody else's nieces and daughters. And when them little ones come up to me, they're like, Auntie, you did this, this, and this. And They'll sit with me while I'm working on stuff. Like a few of my things on Play Like a Girl Apparel came from my oldest goddaughter. Like she would be like, you should do this. So like knowing that they're watching me and I'm letting them know, like as a little girl, young lady, grown woman, you could do whatever it is you want to do in these male dominated spaces. Like, I think that's just so dope. Like it warms my heart because they be so excited. Yeah, <laughs> they're like your biggest cheerleader. Yes, they really are, and I'll be like, I don't know. And that that four year old one, she needs no auntie. You can do it. Oh, <laughs> I need to just put you in a button. So when I'm feeling away, just hit the button and listen to you. <laughs> yell. Um, knowing that you know they're watching me, like my family is very supportive. My mom is by far my biggest supporter. My mom and um my stepdad, he's. Talk about all here for women in sports. Like, I don't think anybody was watching the WNBA before he was. <laughs> That's his thing. Like, and now that it's on the forefront, he looking like, so what took y'all so long? Like, that is, he used to be really upset that they got no place. So he's always in my corner, letting me know what to do, what not to do, not to take things personal, and just to continue to be myself. So my family is a big motivation, but... Them, them little people, as I call them, they are truly the motivation to let me know, okay, I'm kind of doing okay. Y'all think I'm cool. Yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty cool. I think I'm doing all right. It's amazing how little people, I call them little people, like how little people can inspire you, like yeah. far beyond more than like an adult or someone that's way older than you. So I think that's really dope. Say they want to start something one day. I'm like, y'all. Please, please stop making me emotional. Yeah. Like, I'm thinking about starting something because you see me doing something and I'm enjoying it. Like, I think that is probably the dopest part. Yeah. That's dope. Well, I tell the people where to find you. I know you already have requests in the comments about oh. what your website is. So I have added this to the comments, everybody. It's coming your way. And there is the website right there. But where can we find you? Where can, wait, before we go, I have to tell you my favorite shirt. Sometimes okay. it takes it. Sometimes it takes balls to be a woman. Well, what? That's the one I need. How can I tell you? My mother came up with that. So. <laughs> I love that. My mother came up with that. with our mother. I will be like, yeah. I have something to say. She said that, and I was like, that came off the fly, but I like it. <laughs> she said it real easy, right? <laughs> I mean, sometimes it do take balls to be a woman, and I was like. Right. That is my favorite. That's probably one of my favorites too. <laughs> I should put it on a sweatshirt. 
You should. I'm oh, down. I you should right now, but I should put it on. Yes, sweatshirt. you should do. A, we should love a sweatshirt, girl. Girl, if you if you put it on a hoodie, just please send us a DM because we yeah. want the first But thank you for putting the website in the chat. Um, you guys can find. Okay, I gotta go through the socials. All right, so for Play Like a Girl Apparel, the Instagram and the Twitter are very much the same. It is two underscores Play Like a Girl. I like to keep things simple, and I couldn't do all of Play Like a Girl Apparel on Twitter because they would hate me. Um, <laughs> I tap you at however long your username. Uh, so it's two underscores and then play like a girl. Um, Facebook is just play like a girl apparel. Um, if you're looking to follow me personally, um, you could follow me on Instagram. It is Kelly.Shay and that's S H A E. And if you're looking to follow me on Twitter, same thing. Um, Twitter, I'm a little more candid. <laughs> But yes, I really appreciate all of the support. The fact that y'all are asking for the website, I think that is so dope. I hope there is something on there that you love. If not, I am 100% open to suggestions. Do not think if you send me an email or shoot me a DM, if I see it, I don't care. It just it takes me a minute to respond to stuff. Honestly, I am very slow these days, um, and it's because baseball season is starting for me. So give me some grace, but I did see it. And if it's and if I turn it into something, I one thousand percent show you and let okay. you know what's coming. So I'm here for suggestions. If there's something you're looking for a partnership um, or looking to order things in bulk, I am one hundred percent here for that. We can do whatever it is that works for you. But I just appreciate the support, and this is so much fun. Yeah. <laughs> We enjoyed you, girl. You'll have to come back. Um, definitely, if you ever have something coming out, let us know. You can come back out. You know, we have a, a large woman presence. Although that's, and weirdly enough, that wasn't planned. Um, we had a large, that wasn't planned. But the people that listen to us the most are men. Yeah. So. And they say they want, they like to hear our thoughts, our sides to things. So. Well, if there are men listening, y'all should go buy something for the woman in your yes, life. For sure. And <laughs> Mother's Day is coming up. Yeah, Mother's Day is coming up. If you're in the chat right now, you know, that's great that you're here. But also open up another tab, go to the website, pull out your device and follow her on all platforms. Look, I Thank have you. men who buy stuff. We'll post photos yeah. with no shame. So, yeah, and they should. I mean, I think yeah. men should wear women in sports as well. I mean, it's, it's we, would, we would do it for them. If you support us, it's, it's very simple. You're right. Sure. Yeah. If somebody is judging you, I think you need to reevaluate who you're around. That's just there you exactly. go. <laughs> That's, That's a whole other show. Before you leave us. I know. <laughs> thank you, Toya, for uh, following all yes, of their platforms. We appreciate it, girl. But going to she got she got a sale too, y'all. You know, women love sales. It's a yes. tab. Love so y'all can rack up. Exactly. <laughs> and when you, you okay. sign up for the email list, y'all will find out about any new arrivals, pre-orders, sales, anything that I have going on. We love it. We hate Thank to say goodbye. You. Thank you Thank so much for coming you. on. Yes. You're welcome. Keep us posted about everything you have going on. Have a good evening. Make sure you come back. 
my sweatshirt, I'm just yes. Kidding. If you if you if, we if love we find out that you if we find out that you had one and didn't tell us, we're gonna be hurt. <laughs> I would never, I would never. <laughs> because it was y'all idea, so I would never be like, no. I'm no, I'm gonna buy it and then I'm gonna wear it up here and be like, I hope Kelly's watching. Right. Oh. So tell me that she had this coming out. I appreciate the love, ladies. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Have a good night. You too. Bye. Bye. That was fun. I know. So, it's hot topic time. Okay, I'm just checking the schedule. It's hot topic time, girl. You go ahead. Can you want to play our commercial? Because as you know, um, I'm just play our commercial. And if I'm not in the space when y'all we'll come back, keep it moving. Can you bring her in, or you can't bring? No, her in? I can't do that. Oh, well, I can't go nowhere then. So. Well, go ahead and bring her in. We don't have to. Oh, do I that. can bring. No, I can bring her in when the commercial is coming. Okay, during the commercial. Hola! Oh, oh your thing was froze right second. I was oh like, my god! Oh my god! Oh my god! That's why I had to keep Cox communication, or should oh, I say, I'm West Ass. or should I say Cox no communication? <laughs> every time it's them, it's them. It's, Cox it's every Monday. It's, it's something's going on with Cox. They do it to everybody. They just do it to everybody. Cox, like I said, Cox is a DMV, a cable company. They know we can't go nowhere, so they just treat us like shit. Thanks, Cox. <laughs> Thank you. Appreciate you. What is going on? So we got some things going on. Y'all know I got to start off, you know, a little a little slow, you know, and then pick it up, you know. Okay. So I to Black Rob. Um, he recently just passed away today um, no he didn't pass away today what was it where have you been right have wait, been. let's talk about where have you been no today he, he, no he passed away this weekend baby girl yeah it was over the weekend our legends are are passing away and he was young he was 51 wow what, what did he it doesn't matter. He's gone. I hate when people ask that question. He had a whole bunch of ailments and yeah, it, he it was, he had a lot of complications. Right. It was kind of rough because he was in the hospital and he shared with us when he was in the hospital, and then it was kind of exciting because he was able to go home, and then a couple of days after he goes home, he passed away. So yeah, it was. He was, didn't have a home to go to. Uh, he didn't have a home to go to. No, he was homeless. Yeah. What? I don't know. Let me tell y'all something. Let me tell y'all something. Y'all be right here talking about Suge Knight in these documentaries. Somebody need to do a Diddy documentary because that man, his anybody starting the bad boys and still getting a check? Hallelujah! Because yeah, they really, they yeah, they haven't really ended up well if you look at it. Yeah, I, I don't know who's who's upper echelon other than Diddy on Bad Boy. Because but did you guys hear how Diddy was like trying to tell other companies how they need to do better? Yeah, and nobody was really understanding why Diddy chimed in because you got you got one you got one good CD with Diddy, 
and we do not hear from you again after that one good CD. You're right. You. You're right. It is something that people maybe he paid somebody because isn't it odd that the media doesn't talk about it? Yeah, I don't know what type of he must be giving out Ciroc like it ain't nothing because ain't nobody said nothing about Diddy in these contracts. Look, together. Martita, it must be the good Ciroc. It, it, it can't be the Ciroc. Though. I heard that Ciroc isn't even his drink. Like he's just a stakeholder in Ciroc. Like that's not really his. Well, maybe oh, he, so he not even. Well, Diddy not even. He he ain't drinking it. That's the why. That's the thing about Diddy. He made one CDs. He ain't drinking his own stuff. Um, it, I believe it. I believe it. I believe it. He he wanted. He just want to dance all in your videos. That's all Diddy want to do. <laughs> But, you know, R.I.P. to Black Rob, R.I.P. to Scotty Pippen's son. He just announced today that his oldest son, Antron, just passed away. Now, he didn't necessarily say what he passed away from. He did say that he has complications with asthma. So I'm not sure if that was the cause or if it was some other health issue. But we all know asthma is very serious. So R.I.P. to, to him. Um, now, moving on to ignorant news. So um, this just came across me because I seen it twice. So I just feel like I need to announce it. Let me tell y'all something about these GoFundMe accounts. I y'all making now they, they I didn't seen two 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 posts about GoFundMe accounts because y'all now are getting in trouble with these PPP loans. And I just got to say, not only should you go to jail, you can go to hell too because I'm not donating <laughs> nothing. To your PPP. My thing is, how you, that's, y'all are the worst. Y'all are the worst. Y'all should have just gave it to your drug dealer boyfriend so he could just not flip it. Because you didn't do anything with the bag. You did not flip it and tumble it. You just did not do anything with the bag to try and make a profit. So when the government comes back for their PPP money that they gave you, you can just give back to them and still live your life of luxury. I just see two GoFundMe accounts and these ladies is talking about they got kids and they don't want to go to jail and all that stuff like that. Well, I, I hope they enjoy seeing their mothers through plexiglass because you're going to jail. I'm not donating to your damn GoFundMe account. That's what you get. That's right. No, I didn't. I didn't. We everybody did get one. Nobody balling out of control with the PPP loans, but you. And now you want me with my little teeny money to help you when you was balling out of control? No, ma'am. Uh 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 uh. uh. In the words of Diddy. Uh 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 uh. <laughs> Oh, wait, I have a Diddy update. Oh, what's the Diddy? Oh, okay, what's the Diddy update? The Rock is produced and distributed by British-based multinational alcoholic beverage maker Diageo since 2000. Right, it's not his. That's no, it's saying. actually an equal share venture. With both I mean, are he partner? Since 2007, it became an equal. Mm -hmm. So it's half and half. Well, of course, he can't make his own alcohol because he's not an alcohol maker, so... Someone makes it and they own half and he owns half. I mean, are we surprised? You know what I'm saying? Did he did he remix his everything? Are we surprised that he does not have his own liquor? He didn't remix somebody else's liquor and he passing it out to everybody. That's a did he move? That's a did he move? And I'm sorry. I'm starting to uh I'm starting to be a supporter of Suge Knight, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm trying to. I'm, I'm thinking that he may be the better of the producers or security or whatever. Really, Suge Knight was intimidator, producer, whatever Suge Knight is. I'm in support of it because I didn't, didn't do nothing but dance all in your videos and remix other people beats. 
and now we know he remixes somebody's liquor. Um, Prince Hakeem, I mean Nick Cannon, he is now just celebrated his. <laughs> he just celebrated his baby shower. He now has twins on the way. Uh, so congratulations to him. I would just like to say Nick Cannon to uh, I'm not sure. I think this may be. Did he have a baby and now there's two twins? Yeah, baby? that may be the same baby mama. I don't know. Nick Cannon is said he's going to throw his world oats because <laughs> he just said, you know, there's going to be a whole bunch of little cannons running around before he's going ahead and leave this earth. And the women are for it. He he had a girlfriend while this one was pregnant, and it, it was all fine and dandy until I don't know she announced yes twins again, girl twins again. This baby mama is this baby mama is the black though, so he got twins with Mariah Carey, and then he has twins with this one, and then he got a few other kids in between. Well, so, Mariah is black, huh? Mariah is black. Okay, so we just talking to the. <laughs> One sixteenth of Mariah Carey right now. All right. Uh, okay. Sure she is. She played me. Okay. Yeah. Okay. When did we find that out during the glitter movie? Uh, anywho. I enjoyed it. Y'all know I love a good a good B movie. Y'all know I love a good B movie. And Glitter was definitely a B. It still comes on. I think it comes came on the other day because I watched what, it. What's a B movie? You know, the one where they yell cut and they just put it in the five dollar bin at Walmart. That's usually that's usually what those mean. You know, the ones they play on BET and they gotta cut the word the cuss word now. You a motherfucking lie, those type of movies. That I like to more like a C D movie. Don't you think? Well, kind of been a C D movie. Oh, okay. You didn't search that. Oh, okay. Right. Oh, okay. <laughs> we gonna put we gonna put that on the website. Oh, okay. Okay. Oh, uh, okay, want that damn Lori. <laughs> oh my gosh. I and I would just say, you know, Glitter was not a bad movie. Watching the brat in that movie was a little cringeworthy. But other than that, it was just a regular oh, movie. Thing. The brat is cringeworthy to me altogether. Is it I, just, I feel like she's stuck in like, is it the 90s? She she's stuck, she's she's stuck somewhere. I don't have a problem that her, you know, she got a wife. I don't have a problem with that at all, but the fact that I'm, I feel bad for what's it called? The real dude, whatever name is. I just feel bad for her. I'm like, this is what you think. I mean, come on, the brat, the brat just seems like a. And then you see that, you seen that video? What you like? A whole lot of. And she got on like the um. Yeah, that was that was her. That was that was when that was when we knew the brat had body. Other than that, she was first. Yeah. And then it was like, what do you like? And we was like, what brat? What is that? Do you like because the bread the dated dated my boo, you know? So, you she know, she did, she dated. That's why I said we don't really know what the bread like. Hey, yeah, Alan, I was thinking she beat up a girl for him, too. She dated him for real, yes, yeah. Real life. Well, I think she has like a book, and in the book, she talks about her time with Alan, how like she traveled with the team and everything. She was like, she beat up a girl. girl. 
girlfriend. Like, she, lit-in girlfriend like they had a house. You know, his wife. Right, there were times they weren't, there was, the wife wasn't all, but they weren't, okay, wait. They weren't always together. Yeah, they, they had to date other people before, before the wife. Oh, I there thought she was from high school or something. Well, high school, but there was a lot of in betweens. I believe there was some things. Oh, okay. I understand. Yeah. And the brat was in between, and she was yes. the girls in between too. When he first got in the league, yes, he she dated him, and it was yeah. around the same time. I think that that what you like. That's I did not favorite. know that. See, that's your favorite part of the song. I don't right. know. I ain't gonna lie. That song came on the other day, and I was like, "Hey, Tyrese, yeah." I was you know into it. Her video. She has like this bikini, this gold bikini on, and Tyrese is like saying, "I don't think he have a shirt on." It's like real Miami tropical. I was like, I'm really impressed. Exactly. She was not functified in that video. I'm gonna tell you, she's been functified for the last 20 years, it feels like. She has been functified. I mean, I'm just so lost today. I'm not really here. This you is know, I mean, you know the functified song. No. You know, it may have been before her time. You Listen, know, I was probably listening younger. to I was probably listening to Mbop. Not by doo wop. Oh, that yeah, yeah. <laughs> you definitely was not what we was on. You was on a different, a whole nother time. I was I'm on not, a whole nother level. I'm not gonna lie. I mean, I got down with a little mbop, Hanson, you know, a little oh long hair white boys. They had a little soul to them, so you know, they, they were right? on my radar. They was on my radar. But yeah, the bread. But her girlfriend now is very colorful, and yeah. and so I think that that goes with what the brat got going on. She, you know what I'm saying? Okay. She just want to put <laughs> she want to put all her lives and tribulations in her look, you know. And like the ponytail thing, she's a pretty girl too. She is. The brat is uh the brat is a national treasure. She got body, she got face, and she just don't know what to do with it. And it's surprisingly, she's Lisa Ray's sister. So yeah. that, that makes it even. I'm like, but there was a rumor that they were messing around with each other or something. The sisters. Well, I know they're. I, mean, they're yeah. I will say that they're not full cool, Yeah, but like, still. Yeah, I'm not yeah that's. I mean, I don't in it. Yup. Where, where <laughs> yeah, I found that out. 94. Funkified. So how old were you? You were five. 94? Yeah. <laughs> Sugar was like, Sugar just texted me talking about something. You're making our generation look bad. No, I was as little. No, I was no, little. I was watching. Old, yeah, I was watching the Disney Channel and getting slammed on Nickelodeon. Sorry. Okay, my cousin practices to old school R and B that probably came out when she wasn't here in this world. Don't you stream Anita Baker, sugar? <laughs> That's all I got to say. You better not practice to no damn Anita Baker, sugar. You're still on this Anita Baker campaign. Yes, I got my back, and I'm not gonna get off of it until every Monday. Every Monday, every Monday we're gonna talk about it until Anita Baker get her damn masters back. Dr. Dre, Dr. Dre, you done went through a little snafu with your with your with your divorce. You done went with a little snafu. You got to get the people back. Now Anita Baker her masters, so we can just go on about our business. You should contact her because you're probably the biggest fan. Yeah, I am. I am. 
Anita, girl, we gonna try and get your master's back, girl. If I gotta do it by myself, I'm gonna do it by myself. Yeah, here it says why Lisa Ray and the brat secretly hid their lesbian relationship. Tasha K. Oops, sorry guys. That was a StreamYard commercial. All right, all right, all right, y'all. I got to go. Now, now. Oh, yeah. You better wrap yourself up. Well, I, I, know. I, just got, I just got one more thing. So, Hazelie has to get her breast removed because she went and got a mommy makeover in Turkey. And now they got the they. Who knew? Who knew? So y'all, oh, so now y'all just too good for DR now. Nobody want, no, I do not. It was probably a good surgeries in the Dominican Republic. Yeah, it probably was like $50 at Turkey in Turkey. So she was crying. I don't know how she gonna feed the baby. She don't got no breasts no more because she she was crying. And then Brandy, not Brandy Norwood, but Brandy, I don't know her last name. She was crying because she was the one who recommended the girl to go to Turkey oh. to get the surgery. And so she feels so bad. Girl, you was not in the operating room with that girl. You just told yeah. her to go to Turkey. Y'all should have yeah. did your research yeah. before. There's a little accountability that has to be held on Brandy. It wasn't Brandy. No, but when you tell somebody that you think you should do it, and if something goes wrong, you are going to feel bad. I can understand she was feeling bad, but that all that crying yeah. antics that she did talking to that girl, yeah. feeling so bad that she referred her to Turkey to go get that mommy makeover. Let me tell you something. You should have stayed right here. Why you couldn't go? You just can't go to Dr. Miami. Y'all all love and hip hop. Dr. Miami costs too much. I'm bored that she's Hazel. Yeah. What does she even do? I don't even know how we got on her. Is it because she was on Tasha K? She was on Tasha K's uh, page too. She had a whole special with her. So if you're interested in finding out more about oh, Hazel, they tried to fix her life too. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Ayana said she's not fixing nobody else's life. I said tried. Uh, right, she tried. It, I don't. It did not work because after that, her and Masika did a show, and they was arguing with each other. She went back to love and hip hop Hollywood. This is um, just too much rationness for me, guys. What else am I gonna talk about? I don't know. <laughs> what am I here for? Why am I, Danielle? Why am I here? <laughs> Why am I here? <laughs> I mean, well, it, was the last, it was our last hot topic. So that I mean, it was the last. It was the last hot topic. I just had to get out of the way, ladies. Uh, as a famous philosopher once said, "Love yourself, or nobody else will." Y'all got to stop going to these bottom. <laughs> that was Drake. Y'all got to stop going to these bottom basement surgeries to get a discount. Just let the people let just let the people. And that's what she was like. Oh, I just wanted to get my body back to the way it was before I had a baby. Blah blah. blah. Girl, we know you're gonna have that food before a long time. You just supposed to breastfeed and work out, and it's gonna help you lose your weight, girl. You girl. just can't be in there now. You now you've lost a lot of weight because you don't have your breast. So you now you y'all got to be careful. It's starting to sound like she was about to start preaching your breast. Your breast. <laughs> yeah, y'all got the turkey. 
Now y'all got us in Turkey. Y'all done, we didn't went from the United States. Now yeah. going to the Dominican Republic. Can they even prescribe y'all good medicine? Because the Dominican Republic can't even get y'all know what? Just just tune in later. We're gonna talk about it a little later. Okay, y'all. I got to go. I got she wrapped go. herself up. I got no, that right. Wrap it up, yeah, this in the background. Look, look next, next is gonna be this. <laughs> so I'm just gonna go ahead. I'm just gonna go ahead and go because oh, okay. those, those was my hot topics, y'all. Stay out of here trying to uh puzzle piece your body and put it together. The right bone connected to the left bone. Stop doing that now. Love y'all yourself. Are you heard it here out. first. You heard it here first. Exactly. Now she'll, she'll be back next Monday. I'm gonna be back next Monday, and I might have a new body, but <laughs> I can't even afford a flight to Turkey, so I'm definitely not gonna go there. I might have to do something. I might have to do something local. Put a little waist trainer and some saran wrap on it. Try and do a little something different. <sighs> Any suggestions? Put them in the comments. I'm here for it. <laughs> Look, right it. <laughs> oh my goodness oh god we've had a ball oh this puppy's toy yes all right so what is the topic tonight them versus us right the amazon so, or drop the a comment food. drop a comment if you have watched them or us. or and and or us mm -hmm. um there's about few y'all up in here so there should be at least 10 to 15 comments yeah great interactions though so far we've got a couple of likes <laughs> and some so laughing so yeah, yeah, so them versus us. Them is a Amazon Prime series. Um, us is a movie by Jordan Peele. So one is a movie, one is a series. Us came out first, of course. Um, but following that, before us was uh, Get Out. I was just there because Get Out was, I believe, was his first one of his first like debut kind of like black horror movie. It's truly a black horror movie. Um, it has all of these different meanings behind it. And so us then followed to be very similar, but very terrifying. And then Lena Waithe was bought the idea to be able to bring, um, actually, what I just read, a two series, two season series. Of so them? Second series. Part. It, it said two season series. So that means there's going to be two. From what I saw, it says two seasons, unless things don't go well, because the film, the actual them series is actually getting a lot of heat. Um, Why? Because it's being portrayed as similar to us. Okay, so let's talk about it. What are some similarities you think? Um, well, let I, me go first, because I don't have very many, and I'm not prepared. Okay, because I have notes. Yeah, you have notes. She's prepared, guys. Um so the similarities that I notice are that there's clearly a message about race, obviously. Okay. Um, but the scary, the level of scary is different. For like, us and them? Yeah. So like I was talking to Darius about it and he was like, it's not like necessarily scary. It's like it makes you angry for them. 
opinion, yes. But for us, it's like, it's kind of scary. But for me, for them, it was scary because of the blackface, the guy in blackface. That was scary there's to me. A lot of, there's a lot of ghosts. And there's ghosts. Supernatural things. There's supernatural activity, large amounts in them. So that's the twist that makes it more of a horror. To me, um, it gives you the more of the horror fil film. Then when you're dealing with us, I'm sorry to cut you off, but then when you're dealing with us, it's more of an underlying, fearful, angry feel to me. Um, but that's because I understood that I saw the tethered as being us. I saw different us as an African-American people. I, I felt differently about what it stood for. Does that make sense? So what part, so what do you think in them didn't make you angry? Oh, I mean, them made me angry, but what was, I mean, I'm not terrified of Caucasians that are scared of me, so they run me out of my, uh, I'm not terrified of that, but I am terrified of ghosts that are, look like monsters. So therefore, that was more scary to me than the peace. And maybe it's the fact that I'm just used to the norm. This is life now, right? There are Caucasians that are happily okay with being that way in this world. So to me, that's not scary. It's just, it's life. So I'm not, I wasn't scared of that part. Were you scared of the part where like the, like the white, the, the white neighbors were like standing outside? And they no, no, that part didn't scare me. That part of their, them being openly racist. That's not what scared me. I think what scared me was the fact that it drove the main characters. Yeah, she has really bad allergies, guys. Um, what I think scared me the most was the fact that it drove the main characters basically out of their mind. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I think that's, that's that's that scares meaning. me. Huh? That's, under, that's an underlying meaning. Yeah, so that part, because that part... That part is scary to me. That, and then also there was a supernatural aspect as well when you're talking about Puritans and like the land holding some type of power. Like that's really what that truly was. It wasn't just the house; it was the land that they were on. So we don't. We not only have white people against us; we now have the ancestors of the white people like against us. We always talk, Black people always talk about our ancestors and how they riding for us, but white people got ancestors too, y'all. They riding so, for them. So for those who don't know, the premise and the foundation of them is about a Black family that moves into a Caucasian neighborhood and it becomes a big old mess. I'm not going to give too much of the story away. I do recommend that everybody watches it. Even if you've heard that it isn't good, I think that it's very important that we watch because you may learn something new. Um, because it's very parts of it are very true. Yeah, like I didn't know even in the beginning. Like my friend Emma was telling me that that's how her family got to California was mm -hmm. because they started in the South and they were trying to leave, um, like the Southern, you know, racial it called, tension. It was called the Great Migration. The Great Migration. Okay. I didn't. You didn't know that. So are there? It's racially restrictive real estate covenants 
So what happens was we moved, right? We moved to better areas because we were trying to get away from racism. We moved to areas where we thought would be better for us. And we wanted to buy homes and we wanted to flourish and live a great life. But unfortunately, there were Caucasians um, that were in charge of the HOAs. They were right. in charge of the home of buying a home. So like you had a real estate agent who would then up the price just because you were black. So do you think that you because you're you're a homeowner and you moved into a brand new neighborhood? So you don't understand like the housing market. I don't know anything about that. I don't know how hard it is. I don't I can't personally speak to that experience, but I know that you know, there is something called redlining. I mean, you know, like the districts and they, that's how we have ghettos. Like there is, something can't be ghetto guys. It's just a neighborhood. Um, so let's put that out there. <laughs> that's not correct. Um, a ghetto is a neighborhood, um, but they've created these things for us. Well, isn't that the same thing basically? So that when they were not accepting to us, we had to move to other neighborhoods that for people who look like us, it's just a different form of segregation. Definitely. But did you find it hard for yourself to buy a house as a black family? Did you have any, did you feel any resistance? None, none. And it may just be the area that we live in. You know, it could just be the area that we live in. Or I mean, you know, that type of disparity may not be there any longer because, you know, fortunately for us, African Americans have learned how to educate themselves. Um, and when you educate yourself, that means you read everything. Um, you you look twice. You look well. If the, if the if online says this, this is the amount that needs to be honored. You know, I think in the past we had a situation where, in this case, if you're watching them, the the one of the main characters, the father, he wanted to be in that environment so bad. He thought that that meant he did something good. He was an engineer. He worked for a, a firm where he was the only black engineer. He wanted to move his family into a home that was, you know, upper echelon. He felt good about it. So he didn't care what he paid. Yeah. You know and there was a level of that. Whereas today, in today's time, I just think things are a little different. But still, well, I mean, I think they're a little different, but I think there's it's still there in different ways. I think it's you can't get you can't do that anymore. I don't, but I do that. it does happen because I saw that. I think, I, was it Chantina who sent it to us? It was like a black, oh, it was a black family and they were having trouble selling their home. It was a, a, a interracial family. And so what happens is they were having trouble selling their home. So what they did was they removed all the pictures of them as a family and only put up white pictures. Yeah. And they were able to sell the home for a cheaper price or a better deal right. when, it, when it was shown that they were an interracial family. Yeah. So I, I think mean, definitely there. So do you think there's a message behind Black people wanting to live in neighborhoods that they are not maybe necessarily welcomed in because of our chase after the status? Right. Of course. But that happens to today. Like, that yeah, happens now. Like, he, he, was willing, he was willing to stick in it. And his wife was, if we're not going to completely give it away, but his wife was, was wanted to leave based off of the harassment of the neighborhood because of the color of their skin. No one got to know them. No one took the time to even know what they did. Because towards the end of the movie, I remember one of the neighbors saying, well, what do you do? 
Like this is we're on episode nine. How do you mm-hmm. not know what this man does? So he was just so, you know, dead set on this being acceptance, the white way being the right way. Yeah. If that and so with the family and the and us, do you think that they were they had similar characteristics in regards to their status? Yeah. Because they were going like on a vacation to the lake or something. Yeah, it was very posh. Um, they were very posh, but it, I mean that the us situation is very deep rooted because if you look at it, there's a whole. Truly, the tethered was really the real people, and the other the people that weren't the real people were the ones that we watched. You know that the posh family at the beach. Um, so it makes you wonder which one do you fall in. But what I was going to say was between both of them, I read this, I took this quote from some article. Cora is often used to present supernatural monster alongside a human one to let the audience wrestle with the question of which is the worst villain. So in this case with them, it was like, which is the worst villain? Is it the Caucasian neighbors Mm -hmm. or is it the ghosts? You get what I'm saying? Was you actually yeah. asked me that question when you were like, "Hey, like which which one scared you the most?" Yeah, and I said the ghost. But in many in many people, this I mean, these this topic is so large that no one can no one person may actually agree um, because it's all about how you see things and how what you think, what scares you, what doesn't scare you, um, what you fear, what you don't fear, what you believe in, and what you don't. Yeah. Believe in. It's just a lot. <laughs> it is. It's a lot. And it's a lot. Even I saw this meme. It's just a lot for Black people to watch also. That's a great conversation, guys, in the chat. Um, Darius, thank you for providing that book. I'm going to see if I can find it on Audible. Uh, I just think it's something that people should try to un, un, I don't know, unravel more. Yeah, definitely unpack. Yeah, it's thought-provoking, and we don't have a lot of thought. I don't think some people have a lot of thought-provoking conversations because you do have so much on social media. Like, people are more concerned about Kanye and Kim's divorce versus let's break down the fact that them is showing us something that we didn't know or something that we're still living in, and we're looking at the difference between uh, the human monsters and the supernatural monsters. Yeah, the catch is this is all about the human monster and the supernatural monster. Yeah, um, but I also found, or I'm not sure, I'm, I can't really back this up with anything, but I thought I read in an article that a big part of the problem with them is that most of the writers, even though Lena Waithe is, I guess, the, I don't know. The executive producer. Of- yeah, most of the writers were white. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a problem with it. Yes, That's I have a problem with it too. Mm-hmm. Because it's a lot of issues with this. Part. Yeah, like first of all, how are you going to speak to that experience? But I don't, I don't know. I, I'm slightly biased because we can't say that all Caucasians don't know the story. What if they know it better than we do? So therefore, they, they can't possibly know the story of white ghosts haunting them. 
and white women standing outside. They were on the other side, unless they were the, the, unless, I mean, their ancestors were the white people on the other side of the house. Right. You know what I'm saying? But how can you speak to the emotion that a black woman feels? Right. I understand that part. So, and like Lena Waithe, where, where, where your black friends at? Why you didn't get Issa Rae on this? Or something like you found, you could find no writers that were black. We don't know what those contracts say. I'm well. I'm just saying, like, I feel like she she could have done a better job with that. I feel like you want the only one. Like the critics have hit this movie hard because of that, because of a lot of the similarities to Jordan Pills. Both movies, Get Out and Us, especially Us. Like if you go online, look at the depiction between the two. They have like portions where you'll see like the portion of them where the little girl is like this. And then there is, a, of course, a scene in us very similar. Yeah. Um, so the cinematography for like people, like film people, I love, I like cinematography. So the cinematography is very similar how it's filmed. It is in regards to the shots and the and lighting. Meaning. Yeah. So I can see that, but so which film do you think, or which art, the work of art, do you think was executed better? Oh, Us. Mm-hmm. Us was executed better. But then again, Us was a movie. This is a series. Right. And there's apparently more to come. So Us, we don't get any more. I'm just not sure if I'm interested in watching another season of Black people being tortured. Yeah, they were tortured for a very large portion of the movie. And it was to the point where I fast-forwarded the series. Yeah, I fast forward several. There's a portion where they did something with the baby. There's just no reason I should watch it. There's just no I reason. Watched I watched that one. Yeah, us was definitely a better production. Do I think everyone should see them? Yes. There's just some things I believe in our culture that we need to watch. Period. And I think them is a good idea. You get what I'm saying? I don't think, hold on, I don't think that we should watch when our people are being killed by cops. I don't agree with that. I personally think- well, What is the difference, girl? These white people was coming, but they was killing them. The, the white ghosts was, they were just savages. Well, why would we keep watching it? I couldn't help it. It was just kept drawing me in. As much as I wanted to not watch that man in blackface, I just kept saying, fast forward, fast forward, till he was gone in that press play. It was very, I had to, I, and I watched it in one night. Mm-hmm. And I was up all night. I think you needed some breaks. I, mean, I can't help that. I have obsessive behaviors. Facts. You're right. You can't help that. There's medication for it, apparently. So. <laughs> So there you have that little peek into my life. Um, so yes, yeah, so I think that um, I don't know. I can't really put my finger on whether I liked us or them better. I don't necessarily like. Um, it's not that I don't like them. It's just that I have a hard time watching black people in horror. I know everybody wants black people to be, you know, have fair and have fair roles, but I necessarily don't want to see a black man or a black woman being haunted by ghosts or themselves. By white ghosts. By white people. And I don't want to see them being haunted by themselves. Honestly. Right, right. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're right, you're right, you're right. I would prefer to see a family. Toya's right. Toya's right. Um, in her comments, she wished them would have ended with how come to migrate to African-American. 
I think that, but maybe with the season two, maybe we have some more, you know what I mean? Maybe there's some more background to But the ending was whack. The ending was super whack. But I will say that I love the title because the title is usually, usually they refer to us as them or we refer to them as them. Oh, I didn't think about that. Yeah. You know, there's always, there's there's that conversation that we have with African-Americans where we're like, what color was he? Yeah, or you know, we. I think I had that conversation with you this weekend about something. Mm -hmm. We did that at least three times a week. Yeah, so I think that the the undertone of the word "them" was masterful. I really do believe that better than um better than us. So us, I don't know. I think the title could be something else, but them, I think the perfect title. I think the title was perfect for what they were trying to do. Us, yeah. I'm sure. us has just so many different meanings. What do you um, think is your biggest lesson from us? I don't know. I can't even really um, answer that question. What about them? Them. Them, the biggest and the biggest lesson. I didn't know a lot about the Great Migration. Okay. I didn't know a lot about the racial, you know, disparities that we dealt with when it came to that piece. I've always known that we wanted a higher status and that somehow validated us. But I did not know that we went to such lengths. Of course, this is a fictional movie, but I think it's very, it could be possibly very nonfiction because I believe in supernatural things and things of that nature. So who knows? It could be someone's story they're telling. And yeah. you know what I mean? It was just an eye opener. So it made me look into the Great Migration a little bit more. And who knew that Compton was white at one point? Apparently. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's so, even downtown Hooper News. Anything was that way. But as we've known, we know, I've known nothing about Compton's like. Yeah. No. So that's to me, it was more of a like a lesson, a lesson being learned. Um, of course, of course, I always understood the them versus us when it comes to so um for me and then I guess we'll wrap this up for me the biggest thing that I took away from us was that we could be our own worst enemies um and I felt like that's a real thing like we have inner turmoil that we're always fighting you know ourselves in and then for us I mean for them I felt like there were two main um, storylines that I took away from it. First being that if you notice in in the series, the woman is, she's not believed um, and she Mm -hmm. still holds things down. Mm -hmm. And she's still looked at to like, yeah, like she's the one who brings them out. Um, So... Um, so I think that that's a big deal because that's truly where how African-American women show up in their family. Despite whatever they're going through, they continuously are the the glue. They are the foundation no matter what. Even if they're not believed, they can be slammed, talked trash about, dragged down the street, sent to jail, sent to a crazy house. They're still the glue to their family. And then the second portion is, is that it's important. I think that it's important for Black people specifically to remember that just like we have ancestors, they have ancestors as well, which means you have to come with the whole armor 
of God and whatever else you choose to come with. Right, whatever. Right, whatever you choose to come with is to fight off. There's not just the people who are you see that are coming for you. It's those that you don't see. And those things that have been embedded into systemic racism and things that are have been here before this land. So those supernatural things are a real thing and that we have to be mindful of that. So I think that those were the biggest things that I took into, like I took away from those things. When I hear like ancestors, I only think like for some reason, I'm only thinking black people got ancestors. I never think about the white people and what their ancestors are doing for them. I'm always like, my ancestors got me. Well, shoot, they better because they out here. <laughs> then in the same token, you think about like the character in them, the, um, the neighbor, the white lady. She had all of that, you know what I'm saying? All of that heat. She had all that heat brain. She had all that smoke. And she did, her, her own house was not taken care of. She had so many skeletons in her closet. And that's an underlying, you know, that's a little bit of tea for everybody. I think it's just one of those things you kind of look at. I mean, it doesn't always have to be black and white when you look at a movie such as this. It could always be something it could mean other things too and in this case you know it's kind of like you know you're looking at you're talking about us but look at yourself look at what's going through you were raped you have you know you have all these you see how her walls were covered with something else and there was something under the walls there was just so many different levels to it and i think that it's just that's why i said movies like this are important to watch because you just did you could i could watch it again i probably won't watch a couple of different episodes i would skip around but yeah. I can watch it again just because I would want to unpack. I like unpacking. Yeah. That's just who I am. Mm-hmm. But anyway, anything else before we wrap it up? This was supposed to be a longer show anyway, so yeah. it was planned to be a longer show. And I think it was a good conversation. It was definitely a good conversation. I'm glad that we had it. I think it's important to have conversations that, you know, not only look at the art that is provided for us, because this was a movie for us. Right. That's interesting. Um, it was a movie for us, and the movie was called Them. But the movie was for us, and I think it's important for us to, one, it is important to support, but to also be able to critique and actually say how the movie made us feel. It's okay to not agree with things that were made for us. Exactly. So I guess it's time to tell the people about the pouring in and pouring out. All right, guys. So once again, thank you for tuning in this Monday. And thank you for tuning in every Monday at 7.30. Um, We hope that we were able to pour into you today or to rather tonight. And we hope that you have been provided enough fluid and liquid (laughs) to pour into someone else, okay? So, you know, go out there in the world, drop some gems, give grace and meet us back here. Same time, same place next Monday for something phenomenal. Look, I was about to say deuces. Can you, can you remember we used to say deuces? Like Chris Brown? Are you on okay. Yes. Bye, y'all. Bye, y'all. Bye.